raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Amara and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kindle. The noise pollution. Rob Kendall is here. Hello, Rob, from the Kendall and Casey Show. What's going on, my man? Oh, it's always a pleasure to be amongst your number one very fabulous audience. And thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Uh, we can start in any number of places. I want to get to this Indy Star article about Hogsett and where he was during the riots. Uh, first, I find the issue of whether or not Trump should go to this Fox debate fascinating and I want to play you a clip this is from Matt Boyle Washington Bureau Chief Breitbart who's calling the show tomorrow around this time by the way he interviewed Trump and asked him uh, asked him that very question are you going to go to the debate I haven't totally made a decision I like the debates I might be here because of the debates I might have won against Hillary with the debates and I might have gotten the nominations because of the debates but when you're leading by 50 and 60 points against these people and you have people at zero and one and two and then they're going to be asking me hostile questions uh, and they probably won't have much of an audience if I'm not in the debates, according to what I read. If I'm not in the debates, they're not going to have a very big audience. It seems almost like it would be foolish to do them. Uh, Reagan didn't do them. Other people didn't do them. Uh, and I don't know that I should be doing it, you know, to, to be up against a hostile network uh, with hostile people that are polling at zero. Like Asa Hutchinson, for example. <laughs> I think the guy has a point. As much as I would love to watch a debate with Donald Trump on stage with Pence and DeSantis, and I don't think Chris Christie has enough qualifications. Oh, he's in. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. So, so as much as I'd like to see it, he makes a very good point. What do you think? Well, I would, of course, do it because I believe in transparency and accountability, and I believe that... It, you should always be willing to stand in front of, whether it's your town or your county or your state or your country, whatever public office you're seeking, and explain to people why you've done what you did and where you want to go with the office you're seeking in the future. And I think any person who doesn't do that, that should be a giant red flag to voters because he's going to have to do it in the general election. And if he isn't getting sharpened up then, look, he was a train wreck in those debates with Biden. I thought he did a pretty good job against Hillary, but he was a nightmare. He was a lunatic in that first debate with Biden and, and didn't help himself. He should do it. Now, from, a, I guess, a pure strategy, if you don't believe yes, in that's accountability. that's what I'm asking of you. You've, you've worked in this field of yeah. politics. No, pure, no, he, sh he shouldn't do it. Pure, from, pure strategy. Pure strategy, no. Now, the only thing that I think that might entice him to get up there is the fact that Pence is in it now. And you know he would love to go at Mike Pence on a national stage. <laughs> but he's absolutely right. If he doesn't participate, they've got a, probably 20% of the audience if he's the, as if he's in there. So, 
why would you if you don't think it's going to hurt you and you don't feel some compelling reason like someone like I would to be transparent and accountable to the voters? I mean, Biden's not going to debate nope. anybody. He's not going to debate RFK Jr. or or what's-her-face, Marianne Williamson. Williamson. He, he's not going to do it. There's no reason for him. I, I'm not sure that he's going to make it to the election. Um, but, I, I, yeah, from a pure entertainment standpoint, I would love to see Trump do it. But at the same time... If I were Trump, and I, you know, this is somewhat out of his, his control, he would need participation to do this. If I were Trump, I would go to like either Tucker or Rogan or somebody like that and say, "Hey, do you want to do a live event?" During the debate, yeah. and you know they would smash the numbers the debate is going to get, and to prove his point, if that's what he's going to do, because there is no interest in this thing without him in there. What do? people like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis have to do? Like, what advice would you give any of these GOP candidates running for the Republican nomination? Any advice you could give them to to overcome the these polling numbers with Trump that we're seeing right now? That he's, I mean, he mentioned it himself, 50, 60? Uh, I mean, what advice could you give to Ron DeSantis to say, hey, here is exactly what you need to do to win this nomination? Well, to quote the uh, great philosopher and poet Eminem, as he once said about the uh, about the uh, the great Moby, "You're too old. Let go. It's over." I mean, I don't think that at this point, I don't think there's anything you can do that's no. going to separate people from from Trump. And I think DeSantis. DeSantis is the one that's probably most disappointing because I thought he had the most to offer, and I thought he offered a really interesting contrast to Trump. But DeSantis has been pretty, really pretty boring, straightforward type of campaign, and it clearly hasn't captured the imagination of people in a world and a 24/7 news cycle where everything's on the internet and people have short attention spans. Traditional campaigning is kind of done in the world of Trump, and. Now, DeSantis may pull a rabbit out of his hat. He's putting all his time in Iowa. He may, you know, shock people and maybe wins Iowa because it's a caucus thing and infrastructure is very important. But right now, man, when the second guy is 40 points behind the first guy, and look, everything's already baked in with Trump. What are you going to learn about Trump now? They're going to be like, well, that's it. I'm done with him. You know what? He can only serve four more years, and that's it. I mean, the minute Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley would get elected, what what are they going to do? They're going to try to get reelected again, and that's all they're going to be concerned about, and make compromise after compromise after compromise. I think I'm, and I've thought about this. We talked about this on air. As of right now, I think I'm. Go- I would go with Trump because DeSantis has been terribly disappointing, and the Republicans have again proven, based on being elected to the House, you can't trust them. They lie. What did they do? They fully funded all the Biden priorities in the debt ceiling vote. They did it for two years, so they don't even have to discuss it. So, if you can't count on the Republicans to do what they say anyway, then what does it matter whether I think DeSantis <laughs> might be a better president? The Republicans never follow through. So, if the country's going to hell, let's do it in the most fun, entertaining way possible and do what's best for this show. Let's go with Trump. Uh, um, speaking of DeSantis, he's been on the offensive lately against Trump, uh, and he was recently asked if Trump lost the election. They finally got him to admit he said yes, yes, Trump Trump lost the election. Uh, but I want to play you this. I played this clip yesterday. I want to play it for you. He qualified his remarks after he said Trump <laughs> lost the election. And I've said this from the very beginning. Uh, when they changed the rules for COVID, I think that was wrong. I think some of those changes were unconstitutional. When they do mass mail ballots, I think that's wrong. I think ballot harvesting is wrong. I think the Zuckerbucks were wrong. I think the fact that the FBI was working with Facebook 
Facebook and these other uh, tech companies to censor the Hunter Biden story uh, was wrong. And so I don't think it was the perfect election. I remember after a lot of the media was saying this is the most secure election in history. How could it be the most secure with those millions of mail ballots going out? And it kind of goes back to what you and Ethan Hatcher were arguing about yesterday, yeah. which was a fascinating uh, bit of radio. Uh, so that's Ron DeSantis. Now, let me play this next clip. Again, can, I, yeah, can I do something ahead. just real go quick? Ahead. This is why the guy can't g- gain traction. And these are the things that these politicians, people like Mike Pence, because he's done basically the same thing, they're so, they've forgotten what it's like to be humans, right? They just become some sort of political cyborg. Just say it. Yes or no? Do you think Donald Trump won or lost the election? No qualifiers. Yeah. Do you think Joe Biden got 80 million legal votes? If you think Joe Biden got 80 million legal votes, then God bless you. You're being honest. We're done here. You're done here. But then we know. But these qualifiers of, well, there were all these problems with the way the elections were, were being well, done. Well, you said that, though. No, I've you? no, I've I've, I've, said, I've said very clearly. I don't think Joe Biden got eighty million okay. legal votes. Yeah. I think when you've got the Pennsylvania legislature Republicans Absolutely. waving their hands, you but, don't have to certify but, but I something. That, I think that's kind of what DeSantis was saying right there. But listen to this next clip I'm going to play for you, and this is not something I've heard anybody talk about. And DeSantis is blaming Trump for losing the election. Listen, Here's the issue that I think is important for Republican voters to think about: Why did we have all those mail votes? Because of Trump turning the government over to Fauci. They embraced lockdowns. They did the CARES Act, which funded mail-in ballots across the country. Donald Trump signed that bill that funded the mail ballots that all the Republicans have been so concerned about. Uh, And also with the censorship of the Hunter Biden. That was Donald Trump's FBI (laughs) that was working with that. He didn't have control over his own government. Wow. that That's not an argument I've really heard before. I've heard the Fauci stuff before, but it, it was, you know, the CARES Act, funding the ballot harvesting, and the, you know, it was your FBI that that was doing the Trump, the, the Hunter Biden stuff. We've made wow. this, we've made this case, Nige, on our show since Trump announced he was running again, that whoever was running against Trump has to hold the mirror up and say, look, this dude printed all that money that bribed the states to shut down. This guy put and kept Fauci in charge. This guy was for mandatory masking. This guy was for you. Can, you cannot say you were not for shutdowns if you gave the states the money by which they could not have shut down without the money. And look, for some reason, we have made this point on our show for whatever it's been now, eight, nine months, however long that's been. People don't care. Like it is amazing. Yeah, to look tell at the polls. Yeah, they don't. They, it's like, and I've said this about the people he appoints. It's like you hate Christopher Ray. You appointed him. You hate Bill Barr. You appointed him. You hate Dan Coach. You appointed him. All these people you hate, you appointed. And yet people just don't seem to care. And Trump gets a free pass on all of it. It blows my mind. We are going off the rails with Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. 9 to noon, Monday through Friday, right here on 93 WIBC. Rob, tell me about this Indie Star article with Hogsett. And did they ask him where he was during the riots? So a random, confused, likely accidental act of journalism broke out over there at Indie Star, and Colin <laughs> Chang, I think that's her name, they did Q&As with both uh, that underachieving doofus Shreve and Hogsett, <laughs> yeah. and they uh, you know, asked him a bevy of questions, and it wasn't an article so much as it was a straight question and answer. I ask you a question, you answer, we transcribe the answer. And so they finally asked him, 
Now, they, of course, referred to them as 2020 racial justice protests. We all know they were riots they were by riots. Antifa yeah, and justice riots, yeah. other mani- Marxist maniacs. But she finally asked him, you know, where you were. And I'm going to read you this answer, Nigel. Are you ready? Okay. And you tell me if you, this is this answers where Joe Hogsett was during the riots or not. Quote, look, I know there have been questions that have come up. But I can assure you that on the entire weekend, and I can give you the hook, line, and sinker of press conferences that I held throughout the course of the weekend, trying to address the unfortunate circumstances that occurred in Indianapolis on Friday and Saturday that was fortunately resolved by Sunday. He then goes on to say, suffice it to say, the people may not be aware of what I was doing. No kidding, idiot! That's why we asked the question! <laughs> what, what a non-answer. What, what a, people may not have been aware of what I was doing. <laughs> Look, I don't care if you were taking care of a sick relative. I don't care if you were in an uh, incapacitated state. That, that, that doesn't matter to me. I just want to know who was running this city while those things were going on. Who was really in charge? If it wasn't you then who was it? The fact that he may have been drunk. We know all the rumors. The fact that he may have been... I don't care what it was. I don't care if it's taking care of his grandma or in rehab. And that... (laughs) <laughs> that answer just blows me away. Nige, I was able on air, and this was three and a half years ago, I was able to give a detailed description of where I was during the riots three and a half years ago because part of the time I was here downtown. Yeah, I, gave, I gave a play-by-play detailed description. So think about this. You know where the radio guy was during the riots, <laughs> but you don't know. And listen to this answer. This is how he ends it. This is so pathetic. As a, as a final matter, to be candid, I do think there are those who are taking advantage of these understandable questions for purely partisan gain, and that's what I find unfortunate. Well, if you just answered the question, Nimrod, (laughs) there wouldn't be an understandable question anymore. Just tell us where you were. That is Rob Kendall. He's off the rails. Kendall and Casey, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon. You have a wonderful night, friend. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks always to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.